2: dot com.
3: Radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: This is not a rerun. How do we prove this isn't a rerun? Betty White's dead. That's how we can prove this is not a rerun. Could be a prediction. Um, We're back, and, and uh, the, these are new shows. So uh, we'll talk about COVID a little bit later. I said this to so many people over the last two weeks. I don't understand why we can't just all embrace this. We're all going to get Omicron. Yes. All of us are. Every single man, woman, and child in America, maybe in the world, is going to get Omicron. Coronavirus! It's it's stunning and really kind of cool in a weird way how amazingly spreadable this thing is. But luckily it doesn't hurt very many people. And and even if it did, what are you going to do about it? (laughs) Because everybody's going to get it. There's nothing you can do about it. Masks are worthless. Go ahead google it if you want to whether it's scott gottlieb or whoever your favorite scientist is the masks are pointless certainly cloth masks and surgical masks are worthless which is what 99 percent of people are wearing yeah just Um, you know i run into like one and 95 mask a month maybe i'll see more now that we're learning that the masks are worthless but anyway we're all gonna get omicron so just get used to it and the danger to
2: children is vanishingly small so small you might as well be talking about tiger attacks on to other things for now.
1: Yeah, so more on that later. This week, uh, because of the way the calendar works, January 6th is going to come upon us, which will be the anniversary of the storming of the Capitol. And, of course, you're going to hear a hell of a lot about that out of the media um, for, for a variety of different reasons. Um, one angle of it that I don't think gets enough attention, well, I know doesn't get enough attention, is the lead-up to that from both parties, and then the reaction to it from the Democrats. Um, Fitting in with that just a little bit, a a poll came out last week, and we're going to hear a little bit from Sarah Isger on Face the Nation on Sunday about this. A poll came out last week that showed practically the same number of Americans don't believe that Biden was legitimately elected, as believed Trump wasn't legitimately elected (laughs) after 2016. Right. So where does that lead you? Here's Sarah Isger of the Dispatch on Face the Nation. What, if
4: anything, though, can this committee come up with that would change these minds we're seeing right now? And
3: that's the problem. We're very focused on January 6th. Again, I am all for every prosecution that's going on. There's 700 indictments out there. That is good. But when I look forward to 2024, I'm deeply concerned by these numbers because what it says to me is that people on both sides are not ready to accept the results of the next election. Both sides? I absolutely think that is the case. You look back at 2017, look at the ABC poll and whether Trump was legitimately elected. was about six to eight points off of this one right now not that far off hillary clinton asked in 2017 was trump legitimately elected point blank she did not say yes she said she had questions you think democrats if donald trump runs again runs again if donald trump wins in 2024 you think democrats are gonna think he was legitimately elected you gotta be kidding me
1: i'm sorry that was abc this week with george stephanopoulos and george stephanopoulos said you think both sides yeah Yeah, both sides have been playing the, that was an illegitimate election, whether you look at Stacey Abrams in Georgia or or Hillary losing to Donald Trump, and we sowed the seeds of, you know, where this is going. And how can we not wrap our heads around that? And just, that's the great threat to democracy, as she was trying to point out right there, in 2024, we have a close election, either direction, and you're going to have half the country think it was stolen. Mm -hmm. And once and once we I don't know if there's any getting it back, but once we have half the country that never believes an election is real, we've got a problem. The other part of this, as you're going to hear all of this talk about how our democracy hangs by a thread and January 6th and how awful that was and how awful it will be if it happens again. And the Trump supporters and blah, blah, blah. You got to remember and this gets left out all the time. Freaking Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House of Representatives, could have brought impeachment the next day on January 7th and made an, an impeachment article of something very broad like, um uh you know, failure of duty or something like that. Dereliction of duty. If sure, done, it can be anything. She mm-hmm. could have done something broad the next day, and she would have had the support to have Trump booted out of office. But she didn't on purpose. She drug her feet on purpose. And then she narrowed the impeachment articles on purpose. Because she didn't actually want Trump to get booted out of office. For political reasons. So you can't make all these arguments about what a threat to democracy he was and is. And how we'll lose our democracy. Who did I hear somebody say over the weekend? Somebody had, like huge, big saying that if Trump Trump is (laughs) re-elected... Michael, (laughs) that was for you, Michael. The first Chris Christie fat joke of the year. (laughs) Welcome to 2022. If Trump Trump is re-elected, it's the end of our democracy. Oh, yeah? The day after the storming in the Capitol, you were playing political games with it. You weren't serious about impeachment. So come the freak on. All week long, when you hear this breathless coverage and teary-eyed statements about losing our democracy, remember that the Speaker of the House of Representatives, the Democrat, didn't take it seriously that day, let alone now. So shut up.
4: You Great dumb power. bastards. Great.
2: <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> great, great point. So here's the real disease that is going to tear apart our, our system. And of course, the whole our democracy is in the balance. It hangs by a thread. If I were to scroll through news headlines right now, I would find at least half a dozen that had to do with will we lose our democracy? All right, here's the problem with that very question, and, and and Jackie hit on it with George Stephanopoulos' amazement at the very idea that, wait a minute, both sides? The very media that we at least formerly depended on to, to blow the whistle, to wear the striped shirt, to be something like a referee of the democracy, they're engaged in the very same game as a lot of the politicians are. And that is, and and it takes slightly different forms, but call it clickbaitery. Call it performative politics. Call it whip up hate, angst, and resentment to get campaign contributions. The, Internet and, and, and uh, small political donations through the Internet have perverted politics so badly. And nobody wants to talk about it because they're making so much money. And the media loves it, too, because they're engaged, like I say, in the same games. There is no profit in calm, reasonable discussion of what's best for the country. Whipping up hatred is profitable. That's what's going to kill us. And here's where we depart from a lot of conservative talk radio, a lot of conservative media that are fully engaged in it because they're profiting from it. We're too stubborn and stupid to engage in it properly, I suppose. But I, I just won't. Um, it's kind of a moral principle. Um, you know what? To, to, to that end, why not? We're going to piss off some of you here, but uh, I don't really care that much. Uh, give us clip number 73. This is Alexandra Hoff talking about the Marjorie Taylor Greene's or Twitter account and Dan Crenshaw's response.
3: Over the weekend, Republican Congressman Dan Crenshaw announced that he is finalizing a bill to remove legal protections from big tech companies that politically discriminate. Congresswoman Greene called the effort, quote, toothless. Crenshaw fired back on Instagram, writing... She does not want solutions. She doesn't care if you get censored. She just wants to be a victim so she can keep asking you for campaign donations. It's a scam.
2: You know, whether that is specifically or not, the industry of whipping you up and getting you to click on contribute has become just enormous i'd like to see it to you know like ranked with oil and 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 manufacturing of cars because there's so much of it there's a war right now trying to capture the trump dollars the dollars that used to flow to donald trump's you know re-election or whatever there's a giant war out there for your dollars and you are being manipulated and defrauded folks
1: I'm looking up at the TV right now, and they've got uh, insurrection footage and talking to a prosecutor from the case and showing various people that are being charged with various things, and you just always got to remember the Speaker of the House had a chance to be serious about that day, and she chose not to.
2: Now, why, uh, why at the time would she have made that choice? Can
1: you help us remember that? I don't know. I think she just thought Donald Trump was way more beatable than whoever would replace him. I think that's what it was hmm. Or having that as an issue was better than having Trump out of office. I don't know. But she didn't take it seriously. She didn't get Republicans involved when she could have. She narrowed the focus of the impeachment articles, So she didn't actually believe it was a threat to democracy, because if she did and, if, and she wasn't evil, y- y- you would have wanted to boot the guy out. But she yeah. didn't. Yeah, I don't remember the particulars of the Articles of Impeachment, but I
2: do remember that they were specifically crafted so that Republicans right. couldn't vote for e-
1: them. Exactly, or very easily could not vote for them if they right. if they wanted an out. And right. she delayed it to everybody cooled down. Could have done it the next day. Nothing stopping her from doing it the oh, next day. Oh, that's right. The point was to get Republicans to vote no. So right. she could tar them right. with that, it. Right, that's definitely some of them, uh, some of it to have them on the record. Um, but so that's the cynical game that both sides have been playing for so long. And again, Hillary Clinton not being willing to say Donald Trump was actually elected. Right. Um, and the polling being the same. How, how do we not recognize that? The, I do think democracy's what? hanging. Both sides? I, what? I actually do think our democracy's hanging by a thread over states, but in a bad position. But we're all playing this game of. Uh, we're not going to believe the elections on the other side of the other side won. And where does that end? How does that end? Well,
2: it ends very, very badly. I mean, violence, dissolution, you know, just the, the the corroding of the American spirit and our unity. As I've said many times, diversity is our greatest strength, is incredibly dumb. Unity is our greatest strength. Unity and respect for individual liberty. Those
1: are our greatest strengths. And, you know, if we don't have those things, we are kind of screwed. Well, it's an election year, so this isn't going to be the year that you hear people, uh, you know, uh, have good conversations. Not in an election year. Yeah. Well, you know me, I I enjoy
2: annoying people. Well, I don't enjoy it. I just don't mind it. Uh, I, I would not mind seeing some bland, fairly moderate Republican governor. Running against some bland, fairly moderate democratic governor, maybe the guy from uh, Maryland and then somebody else i don't know i I lose track of governors, and just so everybody calms down. you know, I think that would be good,
1: well, we have some predictions on that from uh, Roundtable in one of the shows, but maybe we'll get to that later and pivot away from politics a little bit um,
2: We have and to... to Betty White's passing and o j Simpson's reaction to it. <laughs> At least he didn't kill her. So God took Betty White and left OJ.
1: That's a good one right there. That's, that's a good point. Gotta, Damn! Got to think about that one. That is, that is a complicated notion right there. Uh, yeah, we do have a lot to get caught up on. Stay with us. Text line 415-295-KFTC.
4: Armstrong and Getty.
3: show thank you for being people always ask me how I stay so youthful I tell them I eat well get plenty of rest and every third Sunday I drink the blood of a virgin and these days they're getting harder and harder to find (laughs) my mother was wonderful and she said Always try to look at the upside, not the downside. Mm. Look at the positive side of stuff and try to make it work. If you concentrate or if you start with the negative stuff, you're unhappy a lot mm-hmm. of the time. But she said if, if, you, if you're feeling blue or if you're feeling down, there's got to be something that's going right somewhere around you.
1: Hmm. There you go. Betty White, who died while we were on uh, vacation. And uh, was 99, what, just days short of her 100th birthday, but didn't quite make yeah, I matter. think mid-January was her birthday, yeah. What are you going to do? Well, and then the
2: world made way too much of it. She's a fine old gal, was on TV a lot, seemed like a nice person. Now she's gone.
1: She, though, most people who make it to that age, uh, I was talking about this with my parents, who are, are, are old. Not Betty White old, but pretty old. But uh, a lot of celebrities outlive their relevance, so they die, and they were huge back in the 40s or whatever, but because they lived to be 100, nobody the knows who the hell they are mm-hmm. because they lived so long. She still, like my nieces knew who, they, who she was, and, and my parents, which is just not very many people span that great a number of people. Was her relevance in the last decade or two kind of just a meme, though? A bit. She had that appearance on Saturday Night Live, which is now quite a while ago, but she was very old then. That just and, and very killed. Funny. it Just killed. I mean, she just absolutely killed yeah. as a person in her 80s. And uh, that helped, and then she was on the Super Bowl Snickers commercial. That was a big comeback, but anyway, so yeah, lots of heartfelt Betty White stuff. And then a friend of ours uh, reacted on uh, to text with, uh, finally. You know, so some people... <laughs> that's not funny. Some people react differently. That was differently. really disrespectful. Speaking of people's uh, interesting
2: reactions, uh, one of the NFL's all-time greats has weighed in on the passing
4: of, of Betty White. That's right, you heard me, an
2: NFL star. I think you'll recognize his voice.
4: Got a call a day from one of my kids telling me that the incredibly nice, sweet Betty White had moved on. Now, Betty lived on Carmelita Street, and back then I had a couple of cats, and normally they'd be in my backyard going through a lot of drama with these mockingbirds. But one day we couldn't find him and we were making signs, putting pictures on him that we're going to hang in the neighborhood when we got a call. And it was Betty White. And she says, OJ, uh, you're looking for your kitten. He's here at the house. So we went over there and she had him in his arms and we talked and she was so sweet. And uh, maybe three weeks later or so, Betty White calls and say, hey, Buzz, here again. and So we go over and I'm saying, what is it, Betty? Do you you have catnip on your property? Why is this cat always coming over here? She says, well, you know, I'm so sweet. Cats like me. I guess she was right. (laughs) In any event, my condolences to her family. Uh, Rest in peace. And then she called me and said, I left my sunglasses at your house.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Betty White, an attractive blonde who lived near OJ, yet lived to almost 100. (laughs) Well. Wow. <laughs> Luckily, O.J. never stabbed Betty White. Oh,
2: boy. For those who missed the point of the joke.
1: No, that's, there you have that's it. a Jerry Seinfeld joke about uh, celebrities. Every time they die, it's always, oh, you said nobody ever says finally. That was enough of them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> ah, She seemed like a yeah. kindly no, old gal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll bet she was trying really hard to make it to 100, but, you yeah. know, was she? I don't know. I don't know what her last days were like. She didn't have the COVID, though. Nobody has said that, right?
2: Right. Well, oh, my goodness. Finally, St. Fauci has admitted that, well, hospitalized with COVID is, uh, well, that doesn't mean you're in a hospital because you got COVID. It's probably a coincidence. Finally, they freaking admitted it. Yeah. So we'll get to that and more. Yeah. Also, it's just some great writing that inspired me for the new year and beyond. want to share with you that. A bunch of stuff. Good stuff to come. Stay with us. If you can't, grab the podcast later. Armstrongandgetty.com
3: Armstrong and Getty. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at highfivecasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every 4 hours, only at highfivecasino.com.
2: High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website
1: for details at high the number 5 casino.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Speaking of COVID, the CDC recently issued a warning to avoid cruise ships regardless of vaccination status. I'm sorry, that was news from 2018. (laughs) Hey, on the other hand, though, you book a one-week cruise and test positive, you got yourself a three-week cruise.
1: Uh, Think um, of that. You got to do the math. Everyone is going to get Omicron. Everyone. No matter what you do, no matter what your governor's color is, you're going to get Omicron. And uh, my son's apparently sick. I just got a text from the... uh, babysitter and uh, he could he could have omicron or anything else I mean this time of year but he could certainly have omicron cuz we were in 20 different restaurants gas stations airports all over the place among humans among humans yeah among humans yeah and uh, we're all going to get it hell I think we're all going to get it by the time the super bowl kicks off or if that's a little too
2: early certainly by the time pitchers and catchers report for spring yeah. training
1: yeah Yep, absolutely.
2: And and then the vast, 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 vast majority of us will be perfectly fine. More on that to come. <clears throat> so as the New Year starts, I think a lot of us look for a little inspiration, a little resetting, whether it's a resolution or what have you. And I came across a a piece of writing that fired me up a little bit. Um, and it has to do with resisting the the oppressive conventional wisdom of the cancel culture, the mainstream media, whatever you want to class it as. And I will throw in this caveat before I dive into this writing by Abigail Schreier, who wrote the fantastic book, Irreversible Damage, about the transgender craze among adolescent girls. Um, this, uh, caveat is always, we have the, the, the privilege and I think the responsibility that in our gig, we can really go after this stuff. We can really, really strongly oppose it. I understand if you're a second year teacher at some woke school district, you're a, you know, a hospital worker in, in San Francisco, whatever, um, you gotta tread fairly carefully. So all I ask of you is to whatever extent you can push back, push back. But I was fired up by this. Um, Abigail Schreier was recently uh, asked to address a bunch of students at Princeton University, um, and she she published an essay, What I Told the Students of Princeton, Show Some Self-Respect and Reclaim Your Freedom. And I already boiled this down, and and it's still too long, but I'm going to pick and choose some of the, my favorite parts of it. Um, she talks about what it's like to be so hated that even the ACLU is in favor of banning her book, which if you think about it, yeah. just please, the ACLU no longer has any relevance. They no longer have any moral authority. Tear it down. Start over again. Anyway, um, and she said something that I found really interesting. She says, I'm not a provocateur. I don't get a rush from making people angry. You don't have to be a troll to find yourself in the center of controversy. You only need to be two things, effective and unwilling to back down. One of the reasons that really caught my eyes and ears was if you find yourself a target. Remember that. I'm a target because I'm effective and I'm unwilling to back down. It's not because you're wrong. Okay? So so take heart. Um... Why am I willing to back down? Why wouldn't I prostrate myself before the petulant mobs who insist that my journalistic investigation into a medical mystery, specifically why so many teen girls were suddenly identifying as transgender and clamoring to alter their bodies? Uh, that doesn't make me a hater. Why on earth would I have chosen to write this book in the first place? And am I glad that I wrote it? And and she goes into a fair amount of detail about how it came to be she wrote the book, and that she was a philosophy major as an undergrad huh. and and spent a lot of time thinking about free will and the question of whether human beings even have free will. Um and she talks about some of the I think they're called determinists um in philosophy. Philosophy just tired me out, so I kind of stopped <laughs> even paying attention to it. Um here's my philosophy, shut the hell up. <laughs> Get a job. That's my <laughs> philosophy. Um and she talks about whether we have a, a free will. And she writes, in 2021, it seems a luxury to worry that a will determined and shaped entirely by received ideas and our own personality-driven desires might not be entirely free. Today, before any of us decides what it is we want, we open our phones and participate in our own manipulation at the hands of those who actively want us to think, see, and vote differently than our own wills would have us do. If we were not entirely free before, in other words, we are far less now. Every dating app pushes us toward the same few attractive mate choices. Spotify presses us to like the same music. Amazon pushes us to purchase specific books and away from others. And then she goes into the way Amazon truly works, how it suppresses some books, and how, in the case of Michelle Obama's book, if you searched on gardening hints for widowers, (laughs) you would get the Michelle Obama book.
1: Yeah, and on other books, you type in the specific, unique title. And it gives right. you, like, four other things first. Right.
2: Right. Exactly. The larger point is your will is being toyed with, subverted, manipulated, and in a fairly insidious manner. None of you will be shocked to hear that Google promotes certain search results in order to lead us to certain perspectives. Uh, then she goes into Wikipedia as well. And so the idea that that we have a free, even if we don't have free will, didn't have free will in the past because of our experiences and our genetics and the rest of it, it's now Actively being perverted by other people. So it's time to recapture it. Um uh, da, da, da. When polled, nearly two out of three Americans say they are afraid to express an unpopular opinion. Wow, almost two-thirds. of 62%. That doesn't sound like a free people in a free country. We are each day force-fed falsehoods. We are all expected to take seriously on pain of forfeiting esteem and professional opportunity. For instance, some men have periods and get pregnant. Hard work and objectivity are hallmarks of whiteness. Only a child knows her true gender. Trans women don't have an unfair advantage when playing girls' sports. And she goes into a final example of that lie at transgender girls' sports, thinking again about the young woman here at Princeton. She's a magnificent athlete named Ellie Marquardt, an All-American swimmer who just set an Ivy League record in the 500-meter freestyle event as a freshman. Just before Thanksgiving, Ellie was defeated in the 500-meter, the event she held the record in, by almost 14 seconds. Whoa. By a 22-year-old biological male at Penn who is competing on the men's team as recently as November twenty nineteenth. That male now holds multiple U.S. records in women's swimming, erasing the hard work of so many of our best female athletes and making a mockery of the rights of women fought for generations to achieve.
1: That is so insane.
2: It is. It is. And the fact that anybody of even reasonable intelligence would parrot the idea that that's not insane is a little bit scary. She has a lot more great stuff, and and it's leading up to her ultimate point, which I think you will find as energizing as I do, after a quick word from our beloved sponsor. Again for the year 2022 simply safe home security and if you ever want to make your home feel safer there's no better time than now our friends at simply safe are giving Armstrong and Getty listeners access to all their new year's holiday holiday deals 20% off their award winning home security and your first month is free when you sign up for the interactive monitoring services
1: cool there's a lot to like about simply safe because it has everything you need to make your home safe indoor and outdoor cameras comprehensive sensors monitored around the clock by trained professionals who help Send help the instant you need it. Best home security system of 2021 by U.S. News and World Report. Of any price. Plus, you know, you want to be one of those people. If a mountain lion dances with a bear by your pool deck yep, and
2: it goes viral, you're never going to have that without an outdoor camera. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, so, it's not Simply Safe's main pitch, but come on. Uh, hurry, take 20% off your Simply Safe system and your first month is free when you sign up for the interactive monitoring service. Visit simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. 20% off your entire system. This is a great system and they're really nice people. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong.
1: I do want to talk more about my New Year's resolution later. Uh, if you didn't hear it, one word, jazzercise. Oh, but, uh, uh, more on that later.
2: And, uh, the, Uh, You know, one of the main themes of the program, if you're just tuning in, number one, where were you, uh, is there are no more mandates. There are no more lockdowns. Reject them. This is all ridiculous. Medically, scientifically, uh, in terms of uh, Constitution, liberty, forget it. And if those schools close for a day, you ought to be militant. But I won't get started talking about Abigail Schreier's fabulous uh, uh, presentation to a bunch of students at, uh, at Princeton. She talks about the just people re- ridiculously, just contemptibly repeating the lie about transgender uh, women in sports, and how science, in in every way, uh, makes a lie of that lie. Where is the outrage? She encourages women swimmers, what if they had all walked out? Imagine they'd all stood together and said, we will meet any competitor head-on, but we will not grant this travesty the, hour or the honor of our participation. We do not spend our childhood setting our alarm clocks for 4 a.m. every morning, mm. training for hours before and after school to lend our good names to this fixed fight.
1: Yeah, that's something right there.
2: But everybody, she talks about everybody's afraid. Yep. They're hoping for that Goldman Sachs uh, internship, that New York Times internship. Well, any t- institution, and this is this is the
1: part. Or if you if you make the Olympic team, you're not going to be the spokesman for Gatorade or or whatever. If you've run afoul of the trans police, no, right. no chance. Right,
2: right. So you're afraid, okay? Maybe this is a bit of a counterbalance because you're thinking, well, what do you mean? I'm uh, you know I'm not free. I'm, I'm mostly free. I get to vote and stuff. Um, I know why students keep their heads down. She mentioned some of the opportunities you might uh, lose. But then she points out that it isn't really Goldman Sachs, and it and it isn't the paper of record. It's the husk of once-great institutions, and it's not worth grasping for. Talk to alums at these institutions. They sound like those living under communist regimes. That's the America that awaits you if you will not speak up. You who are studying at one of the greatest academic institutions in the country, and and I wouldn't restrict it to them. I would say those of you who enjoy the, the practically sacred protections of the United States Constitution, only, only to be told after graduation or whatever that you must think as we tell you and recite from this script. Why were you born? What's the point of being alive? Computers are vastly better at number crunching. They'll soon be better at all kinds of more content complex tasks what they cannot do is stand on principle what computers cannot do is refuse to lend credibility to a rigged competition or i might throw in a rigged algorithm um her point is and and she talks about the 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 moms the dads you know the women in the period of the struggles from women's rights the you know the 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 black folks and the white folks who fought for him during the civil rights struggles, the, the sacrifices your parents made to help you pay for college, or the sacrifices you made to get where you are in life, after all of that, you're going to sit down and shut up? Really? You're going to let these ideological little tin dictators make you swallow your words? You're going to throw all of that sacrifice that got you to being the person you're being, you're going to throw that away and sit down and be quiet because some a hole told you to be? Come on, you're better than that. You are better than that.
1: I think uh, social media definitely plays an outsized role in what causes it. It's, um, you know, corporate executives or whoever that get uh, an unrealistic uh, view of the amount of power that's out there on the other side that's through right. Twitter or Facebook or whatever.
2: I Thanks, completely. Twitter! Yeah, uh, yeah, that dude who retweets some of my quotes, uh, get your pen ready. <laughs> Social media is an inch-deep ocean of outrage. Oh,
1: that's pretty good right there, huh? Forget it. Forget it. Um, if you want to comment on any of this, our text line is four one five two nine five kftc I need to mention what my kids saw at a museum that they can't stop talking about. Oh, that's about. right.
2: I want to hear about that. And also, I will get uh, the link to Hanson. We will post the entire Abigail Schreier piece. It is lengthy, but it is brilliant
1: at armstrongandgetty.com.
2: Gives us a few minutes.
1: Um, New Year's resolutions. I think lots of people do them this time of year. What are the most common? How long do they usually last? <laughs> not, Not very long. Is the depressing part Maybe we all need to set more realistic resolutions Maybe that's it Maybe we shoot too high I don't know um, Stay with us If you miss an hour Get the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com
3: Armstrong and Getty High Five Casino The Armstrong
1: and Getty Show. I just saw this. Twins were born 15 minutes apart, but in different years. What? Now, I was about to... I was using my kind of mocking voice. I'm going to stop, maybe, mocking that sort of thing. has something to do with my New Year's resolution. I'll get to that later. Mm. Um... Stop mocking twins. Look at you. Born at roughly the same time like idiots. No, it's, it's 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 more broad than that. Oh, I see. Uh yeah. So, um I wanted to mention what my kids saw that they st- can't stop talking about uh, but we do need to talk a little bit about Omicron. We're all going to get Omicron. We just need to accept that. I don't I, I I don't know who the forces are that are stopping us from embracing the fact it's a fact, I think. We're all going to get it. Yep. It's just, it just
2: is. So We are standing at the county line with ball bats in our hand, vowing to club all the mosquitoes. It is idiotic, the idea that we're in control. No, ignore the last two years. No, we're in control. No, we're not.
1: Weird. Anyway, so we stopped at a dinosaur museum. There's one in in, uh, in Hayes, Kansas on I-70, if you're ever driving out in the middle of nowhere. And I mean, it is the middle of nowhere. That's where I went to college. But they have a pretty good dinosaur museum there because uh, that part of the country was once under the ocean way back in the day, uh, pre-dinosaurs. So a lot of cool fish stuff and then a lot of other dinosaurs. So they got really good dinosaur bones there. Very cool. Kids really used it. to
2: be a highlight of my uh, parenthood, stopping at dinosaur museums. Loved it.
1: Yeah, very cool stuff there. And they got a, just the best Animatronic T Rex, life size that I've ever yes. seen, to give you the best idea of what it would have been like to be walking along and there's one of those SOBs just <laughs> and it's moving its head around and ah, just very very cool. But what captured my kids' attention more than anything else? And I didn't even know they had one of those here. I might have steered them the other direction if I'd have known they had one. Oh no, they got a shrunken head. Oh. an actual <laughs> shrunken head from some tribe in Africa. Oh, boy. And an explanation of how they're, they did that to their enemies and some sort of, you know, pagan god, whatever it is. <laughs> did the dinosaurs do it to him? I'm not sure I see the relevance. <laughs> you know, I didn't even think about that. I'm not sure how it fits into the rest of the dinosaur stuff, but... Uh, or i'm just a Hayes,
2: Kansas, Dinosaur and Shrunken Head Museum.
1: <laughs> or it might just be because every kid walks out of there. It doesn't matter how many tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands you spent on some of those exhibits. Every kid's going to be talking about the freaking shrunken head. Yeah. It's a tiny little... Th- I don't know if you've ever seen an actual shrunken head in a museum, but... They're, they're quite small. They they shrink them down quite a bit. But the guy had a really thick mustache and a little goatee huh. prior to ha- having his head chopped off and shrunken down. Snappy look, sir. <laughs> By whatever driver it was. But my kids were so fascinated. They talked about that for hours in the car. <laughs> <laughs>
2: wow, that's funny. Uh,
1: it's probably because, you know, I got 10 and a 12-year-old boy. That's right in the wheelhouse for shrunken heads. Wow. Because its eyes are sewn shut, and its lips are sewn, sewn shut. And, In the tradition of shrunken heads, yeah. we've all seen it. And you boil them, I guess, and that shrinks them all down. I don't know a lot about it. I've read about it before, but then I forget about it, because I'm I'm probably not going to shrink any heads, so I don't really need to know the ins and outs of how you pull it off.
2: You know, that's funny. So it was a shrunken head. I never would have guessed that. I thought you were going to say the old WP. I thought you went to a museum that had WP whale penis.
1: Oh, yeah. That's a big yeah. one. It literally, well, yeah. Literally, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, it'll, it'll it's something you'll never forget. You know, one thing that and I'm going to talk about this uh m- more later, but um we uh we lived in California, drove from California to Kansas and back and drove through a part of California that was just You know, as bummy as any other part of the California. And I remember when I first moved to California, stopping at a rest stop once and mentioning it to somebody. And somebody saying, you stopped at a rest stop? What are you, crazy? Yeah, in the other part of the country, you might not realize this. A rest stop in California is where... Bums and thieves hang out, and you'd really be pretty insane to stop there with your family. Yeah. I stopped in so many rest stops, driving across the country where they've got uh, you know a building opened up and clean restaurants and restrooms and no mm-hmm. bums to be seen, and they're handing out maps and coffee and talking to people as they come by often a cop on hand, yeah, and we stopped mm-hmm. and the kids played in the snow and had a really good time. That's the way the rest of the country lives compared to the Golden State with its high taxes. If wow. you're wondering why people are fleeing, and, and California lost its a uh, congressperson this Armstrong year. Strong and Getty.
4: The following is a high five moment from
1: HighFiveCasino.com